This is Multinew Media. everyone this is episode what episode is this episode 43 <laughs> of multi new media with me today is chris ayers chris as always i want to ask how you doing uh i've been very busy but uh still seem like i have some time for gaming i mean battleborn's out uh the new fallout 4 dlc's coming soon lots and lots and lots of work lots of work Wait, are the games a lot of work, or work is a lot of work, or both? Uh, I have a backlog of games, yes, and I have a backlog <laughs> of work, yes, and yeah. um, taking a week off to go on a honeymoon, so well, yes, con- yes, and yes. Congratulations, that sounds fun. What are you going to be doing? I'm going to the Virgin Islands and yeah. renting a castle there for a week. That sounds exactly like something you should do. And there's still internet access. Oh, wait a second. You didn't tell me that pre-show. You saved that for the show just so I can be like, what? Now I need to go. But not at the same time that, yeah. Yeah. So if it's available after you, well, never mind. I'm going to forget that one too. Uh, that's Nothing. up to you. Nothing. You, you, you're you pretty <laughs> tired, aren't you? I'm exhausted. I, me, yeah, it's been too. a long couple of weeks. Well, don't worry. I'm not going to keep up with the chit-chat. Just wanted to say hi and um, move into... Um, some uh, some topics here. We've had conversation over the past several shows. Um, th- this show has quite quite frankly felt chaotic over the past several weeks when, since we've been busy. Not that we take a back burner here, but sorry, we've had to put the show on a back burner for a little bit. And we were talking about conferences. Um, wow, this is quite a while ago. We were talking about Microsoft's Build Conference and then said, hey, guess what else is coming up? We've got uh, Facebook's F8 conference, and we've got Samsung's developer conference, and Xamarin, and all these coming up. And every one of those three that I just mentioned has happened now. And uh, just wanted to take a look uh, because we promised we would, and see what what are some of the trends. What are what is it based on these conferences that we need to be watching um, as as business professionals and as tech professionals? Well, F8 announced a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, that was one of the first ones we talked about that was right after build. So maybe we should start with some of the stuff that came out of that. Sure. So let's start with F8. I've, I've made a little bit of a list because I know that both of us have been slammed. And as always, I don't want to make this some type of news recap show, but uh, really add substantive content. So I, I, I took a look through F8 and, and correct me if you see anything that I didn't, because again, I've been looking at this from a 30,000 foot view while you know, working diligently on a couple of other projects. Uh, but I, I heard quite a bit about chatbots coming out of Facebook. We kind of expected that after yeah. Microsoft. Heard about and that some... even tied in with what Microsoft was doing with their, you know, uh, their bot service too. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be on the radar this year, kind of. Can I can I tell you this, though? And, and I almost think you may pick on me for saying this, or I'll, I'll put my traditional hat of, oh, here goes Chase on his thing again. But... I'm really putting bots on the back burner for me. Uh, maybe for you. I think that this is uh, another interface for people. 
So, you know, you have to outsource a chat service or have, you know, messaging stuff with numbers and voice recognition. There's now a code-defined way to have conversations. And whether it be on a chat service or voice recognition or, or whatever, you know, there's these are some choices pick one type of thing yeah encode that now that alexa uh, amazon's alexa they're they're trying to do services for that the same kind of way so amazon's doing it facebook's doing it microsoft's doing it you know they keep evolving siri and google now and then the company that originally made siri just made some announcements this week about like vive another virtual assistant so this all ties into virtual assistants and you know, voice and chat handling of these type of things. I think that it's going to be big this year. I'm going to have to add Vive to my research notes. That's something it, I hadn't or heard Viv. about. Or what, Viv. Whatever it's Viv. How's, Vive how's is spelled? the HTC 3D headset. <laughs> <laughs> how's uh, how's this one spelled? V-I-V? I'm pretty sure it's just V-I-V. I saw something about it uh, just the other day. V- yeah, V-I-V.ai, the global brain. They said they have a third of the original team that made Siri. Hmm. Yeah, because so Siri was outside that. Apple before Apple bought sure, it. Sure, right. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Israeli company? Uh, I think it was. I could be wrong. I'm, I don't yeah. know if I'm looping that in my brain with Microsoft's Connect, or for some reason I feel they were both um, Israeli. Anyway, I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, and I don't mean to be using overusing. Yeah, no, it's not all really. they're all in San Jose. Well, so. it, it does in a, in a little um, – it does matter a little bit, I guess, because we have different technological areas across the planet have different um, – a key different focus. And is, Israel tends to be very forward-thinking uh, in terms of security, of course, but also in a couple of communications channels. We've seen a lot of communications um, stuff come out of there. So um, I, I do like to pay attention to that even though – you're right. At the end of the day, it doesn't truly matter. It just kind of, kind of helps. But oh, I'm an equal opportunity tech enthusiast. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and and what I'm trying not to overdo is is the term backburner, which I've said probably five times today so far. But the reason I'm putting bots there is almost from the business perspective. Of I do think that there are hobbyists in already. I do think that companies are probably starting to turn their attention there. But oh, I'm, it's on some of the companies' radar. One of the companies I work for, it's on their radar. But They're I, looking into it. I guess looking into it, the question is, like we're still looking into VR years later? No, no, no. They're, they're looking into it. So would you say that bots have surpassed the looking into uh, even over v, VR? Well, for some companies, so consumer-facing companies, bots offer a number of ways to interface with customers. So like I said the Alexa and Amazon thing where they have the echo and they say, Hey Alexa, order me a this or, you know, give me an Uber or give me a whatever. That would be a chat service. Uh, Siri, do this thing, chat service, uh, Microsoft stuff. Hey Cortana in windows 10, do this thing, Mm -hmm. chat bots. So that is an easy thing that anybody can have access to vr let's see here sure it's yeah. hitting this year but they're six and seven hundred dollar devices yeah and that's a good point. and you need a high-end pc you're also delineating between are you a service business or are you a content business and i think that's that's part of that equation right. as well so the accessibility for bots much lower yeah and and, and i'm sure like i said it's probably more customer facing than business facing so it's probably not b2b but b2c 
I, yeah, I would imagine now um, there are probably going to be some very good B2B applications for it in the long run, but the consumer space is where it's at right now. Yeah. Um, I hey. keep mentioning VR, and, and Facebook mentioned VR, um, and I'm saying that's something I've kind of shelved for later. Well, of course they're mentioning VR. They're the parent company of Oculus, which launched – which they've been having some issues. Like the, So the, the pre-orders for Oculus went out. And they're not even out yet. They're still shipping them, mm-hmm. and they've announced they're going to sell it in Best Buy. Like I can imagine some people are going to be a little bit mad over that. So some of the pre-order people who haven't gotten theirs yet, hearing that it's on sale in Best Buy, are not happy. Hmm. Well, you and know, then tying in with the 3D, so they have some. They they announced some stuff about like a special 3D camera that I'm sure is designed for some of the Oculus stuff. Um, but they're going to release uh, a design and some code for a 360 camera, and then they have some some yeah, that, other stuff. That 360 with... camera looked really, really neat. Um, I mm-hmm. like that they're open sourcing the design for it, so you can just go yep. build your own. Of course, they want more content. More content Absolutely. drives more hardware. I like more that. More hardware drives it back to their platform. But, you know, I see a lot of this from Facebook, and, and two points here. One, yeah, they're going to make people mad with Oculus, and, and I think part of the problem is, they're not a retailer. They're not a device manufacturer traditionally. And, I mean, look at the the hardships Microsoft has had over the past 5, 10 years transitioning into dealing with devices. Facebook is a lot younger of a company, a lot newer of a company, and kind of gets the market better. But on the business side, what a what a large mountain to have to climb. Yeah. Um, so I think the other thing they demoed was some some social VR thing where you could do like a chat with somebody in VR and manipulate objects with some controllers and yeah. uh, something I've been seeing from from some of the people I follow is they enabled live video. Yeah, you know, live streaming, live streaming on Facebook directly. And um, and I saw their, their rollout their their roadmap for this is a five year plan to fully build out that API. Yeah. What a. That, that's that's good. I mean, this is where a lot of focus is. Twitter looking at Periscope uh, with Periscope. Um, we have Facebook moving into video. There there is a large video push in a lot of different parts of the web right now. And I think they're I think they're keeping up and, and more than keeping up. I think Facebook's trying to become the pace setter here, even though they're not currently. Well, so Google has YouTube, and th- they own a lot of content um, there. Facebook with Oculus, uh, they're trying to get that content. So I really feel like they want to be one of the trendsetters on on 3D video. Um, you know, they they had some stuff going around Facebook where there's like the Star Wars trailer before the Force Awakens came out, but it was like 3D enabled. Yeah. So you kind of look around like it was flying inside an X-wing, and they've done like the Blue Angels and stuff have been released, and it's like a 3D video on Facebook. I I really feel like they're trying to get that space locked down before Google and YouTube can move into it. Well, you sent my mind wandering onto a tangent because I think if somebody's listening and they're interested in the long play, uh, you know, occasionally I like to think about the long play, 5, 10, 20 years, um, it's, it, we're, we end up saying content a lot more. We're not talking about here's this new really cool chip and here's this new great architecture and whatever. It seems to be all a lot of form factors and content push. Uh, okay, well, days. think about it. In the 90s, a new computer came out every other week, and it had like double the performance power, it felt like. Yeah, and and yeah. every year you needed an, something new, or it was just so obsolete you couldn't do anything. It, we've reached, we've got so much power 
and so much memory and so much storage at our fingertips for such a low cost nowadays that 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 evolution isn't doesn't drive things as much anymore i don't feel like you know do you feel like you need to replace your laptop or desktop as often as you used to no you know and that's a good point it's down from so about every it's 2 not years about the to 5 years so much. Yeah. yeah so well the, yeah, speaking of hardware where do people spend their money on more netflix right, hulu hulu netflix content you know the, youtube uh they're buying music they're buying books. It's all about the content. Plus, they and, also and want, yes. they want the subscriptions. And when you go into some of these types of content, if I can get ten dollars from you a month as opposed to a hundred dollars a year, well, I'm making out by twenty dollars in the long run. Right, right. And then and then you go into the form factors, like you said. Microsoft moved into that, trying to invent a new form factor mm-hmm. with, with with the Surface tablet and and, and Chrome or at Google with the Chromebooks. Like they're they're trying to, you know. It's the same commodity hardware, but they're just trying to spin it in a slightly different way. So now you have these convertibles and these two-in-one devices. Yeah, but it's still the same hardware. It's it's probably not as good hardware as you had if you had a dedicated laptop. But it's the form factors, it's the the accessibility and the content. Yeah. Now uh, I, I I don't mean to uh, jump something in here, but speaking of the hardware. It, it made me think of something else out of Facebook that I didn't plan on bringing up, and that's their push for wireless connectivity everywhere in rural markets and undeveloped areas. I, you know, I think we, Facebook has had some challenges when they move into hardware in the consumer space, talking about VR. But they've also had challenges on the hardware side when they look at connecting people, creating the dumb pipe. They had regulatory difficulties in India. Um, because of net neutrality issues. I think Facebook's heart is in the right place with one of the things they talked about of of new types of antennas to serve rural areas and this, that, and the other. I, I think their heart well, is in the like, right place, but they're not... There's something they're just not getting. They're, they're feeling well, like Microsoft circa 2000 of. It's a great idea, but you just don't get it. Well, that's just like Project Loon through Google. They're trying to bring connectivity to people by floating antennas on balloons around the world. Yeah, and I think I think it's one of those things for me where I become a little bit cynical. If you have heard about this for twenty years, either do it or don't. Don't give me a press release every five minutes about it. I, I just you know someone out in the middle of nowhere in a mountain range, whether it's in the U.S. or anywhere across the globe, doesn't have better internet connectivity right now unless you're still going satellites. There's there's no where are their actual high atmosphere balloons floating around? We, we haven't seen this in 20 years, so I kind of think they could shut up on the press release a little bit. I'm being harsh there, but I feel like they could do that and just kind of go do some of the work and then bring it to our attention. I don't think they're going to build a lar- large consortium of, pe- consortium of people who want this. We we know we want it. Yeah. Uh. Well, th- that's a lot of the major things from Facebook. Yeah. Now, I want to turn the attention really quick to Samsung, though, uh, Samsung, as you expected, or I think you called this, was going to be a lot of IoT. And it yeah. was, but we saw two things really come out of Samsung. I mean, there's more, but two that I'm particularly interested in. Uh, their announcement of, or, or their research into what they call Auto, O-T-T-O, the name Auto, which is their digital assistant like Siri or Cortana. Or, you mean or, like a bot? <laughs> a virtual assistant? That's more kind of like, the, more like, I would say more like the assistant, right? So bots... Are, are great, so but like bots CV, are interfacing. Cortana. Yeah, yeah, that level, and and technically they're just really complex bots in and of themselves. Right. And they interact with other dumber bots right. that each company releases for a B two C type of application. Mm-hmm. So bots. But what was so interesting about Auto is that it sits on top of Arctic, A R T I K, 
And Arctic is Samsung's brand for their IoT line of chips, their SOMs or their system on modules, otherwise known as computer on modules. So think of like the, you know, if anybody doesn't know what that is, they're the one board like Raspberry Pi and Arduino and all of those. Uh, And Arctic is cloud services for IoT. So really interesting from Samsung moving in and saying, you know, let us be your IoT provider. You don't need Microsoft. You don't need Google, which are two other major proponents in that field. And they'll, they're working on powering everything from the chips to the devices themselves to the cloud services that power them. And I think that's a really big real estate grab. Well, I, so yeah, you're right. Microsoft's doing the same thing because they push Windows 10 on, on IoT and they have Azure connectivity to, to that. So the devices can push data into Azure for stuff. Sure, and of course they where, don't have their own line of chips. Where is Samsung but. pushing the data? Like, do they have uh, um, an existing cloud infrastructure out there for, that's consumer-facing? I would imagine they have quite a few resources to power their... Um, yeah, but those are probably internal. I'm wondering, are their client-facing like, hey... Come set up something on the Samsung Cloud. You know, that that I don't know. That's what the Arctic Cloud is, and I haven't done enough research into to be able to answer questions on on um, their behalf, so to speak. But that is a really good point. They, they're they starting in those terms from scratch. I don't think there is a, a network they're leveraging unless they are simply, a, a, you know, scaling up their internal operations of how they support their smartphones and their tablets. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I know that Samsung had some cool um, wearables in the past. I don't think they they spent a lot of time on those from from the notes I see. Um, they had a couple of sessions about it. I was looking at some of the sessions they offered. They seem to have quite a few on on IoT, and they they still were pushing the uh, the Tizen yeah. OS. And I didn't see. I didn't come across many references of that, but I figured it was happening, and I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Yeah, I. I well, it's in their best interest to push Tizen. Much, so it, it is definitely in their best interest to push Tizen, and um, uh, you know, I, I would need to take a look at these um, these developer boards or what what Samsung is just calling modules. You know, their system on module. Um, I need to take a look at these. I don't know what operating system they're running. Does it matter? Well, I mean, I guess it does for developers. Well, for purposes. for developers, yeah. But, but you know, they, they say they can uh, you can communicate with these Arctic boards uh, from Windows, Mac, and Linux. I mean, that's, you would expect that. But I don't quite know what they're actually using. And I, I, I kind of wish I could find something that says if they're using Tizen or if they're using something else. I, I just, I'm not aware of that right now. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. even I'm even looking at the specs and I don't see it. Let me look through yeah. these really quickly. I I I really expect it to be here and it's not. Oh, it says the the operating system is Fedora, so it's Linux. Huh. Well, that's really strange. That's not what I would expect. Yeah, and I I don't ever really call them SOMs. Really, I guess maybe, and that's probably I don't either. But that's cause, what cause Samsung's. They're so. Because they're all based on around a single chip, usually an SOC system on a chip. Right, and so it has the processor, the memory manager, and all the interface components I, I on it. I think the reason they're calling it on module is I feel like that because Samsung is a fully integrated electronics company, I almost yeah. get the feeling, even though I don't know this, don't take me at my word, just take me at a guess. 
I'm holding you to it. I feel like they have integrated the memory and everything else and the chip all into one one thing. Instead of a modular board, like Raspberry Pi could choose to swap out one of their components with some other manufacturer. I feel like Samsung. Go to the the places and customize it. Say, I don't need the USB ports, and they'll make you a special one that has less stuff or more stuff of the thing you want. Like they can customize them. And that makes me wonder, is Samsung just saying, you know, here's our board, it's spec this way, and there it is. That, that, you know, that's kind of outside of my wheelhouse, too. So, Anyways. Yeah. That's off, uh, that's off in electronics land. And so if anyone knows that, feel free to educate us, but that's not my wheelhouse. And the last major conference? Xamarin. Xamarin. That's down here in Florida. Yeah, that was in uh, Orlando, I right? Oh, I forgot who, to go. I forgot to go crash their party. I actually had some coworkers who went. Hmm. How'd they like it? They uh, had a good time. Uh, some of our clients uh, won some awards. Uh, it, it was uh, a good time. Well, good. Congratulations. Awards are wonderful things to hear about. Yeah. Good. Uh, I heard some cool stuff um, and, and some interesting things. So, you know, there is better support for, like, debugging iOS applications from Visual Studio on Windows. It, it's it's kind of weird because you're supposed to like debug it through an iOS simulator, but what's interesting is they also have like you take your iPhone and you hook it up to a Mac, and mm-hmm. on a completely different machine or maybe the same machine, you're in Windows, running Xamarin, and it talks to the Mac and communicates with the iOS device. Remember how we said we're both, you know, really kind of overworked and tired and all that and yeah. exhausted? My head hurts from that. I have no idea. I'm trying to loop through that. I'm sure I'll listen back to this in editing or just listening to the episode and go, oh, I get it. But I honestly, I'm I'm in knots right now trying to, to understand that. Um, no, that was a cry for help. So you normally, you're, you're running yeah. Windows on OS X while connecting an iOS device to it? Well, normally it's it's. Uh, I was just gonna say normally, you you can't debug an iOS device from Windows. Right. They they were giving some tools to try to do it. Oh. Okay, that makes a lot more. You've dumbed it down for me sufficiently. I'm I'm I think I'm up to speed without the details. Good. Good. Um. I, you know, I I didn't pay attention to Xamarin at all. I think that's probably why my head's hurting. I didn't follow that one at all, and I have nothing to add on that. What else? Well, what else came you know, out of they there? were just bought by. By Microsoft, mm-hmm. and so they, they did. I think reveal a little bit more about um, the, their platform, the, their roadmap. They open source some pieces. So um, when you're doing the Xamarin forms, that's kind of how you do uh, some of the the windows and apps on like Mac or Android or iOS. They open sourced a bunch of components. They uh, they enhanced their testing capabilities. I think they even did like a test cloud type of thing where you can run your automated testing on real devices, like in the cloud. Like it'll send the job out to run your tests on like this bank of devices that's sitting in some data center or some testing facility somewhere. Well, that's really nice and saves, uh, I'm sure, some poor uh, testing de- de- uh, department a lot of time. Yeah. So, um, I don't deal with it directly usually. I've dabbled with it, but I've been so focused on other uh, tasks. I I just kind of heard some of the stuff from some people who went, and 
and, and have looked into it a little bit, but I unfortunately haven't had as much time to devote to it as I'd like to. Well, is that something you'd really, um, and I'm, I'm asking seriously, is that something you would dig into? Um, I mean, is that something professionally yeah. you would need to use or just sort of hobby? No, I would use it. Uh, professionally. Well, there's some major companies that use it professionally no, a I lot. Mean, I, I mean, um, them, but I would use it personally, though. Okay. Because if I was wanting to write some apps, I'm a .NET developer. Mm-hmm. Now, I have dabbled before, and I know I've written some apps in Objective C. Uh, I've learned Swift. I know Java, so I could, and I've, I've, I've tinkered around with the Android side of things some. But if I wanted to just continue doing C Sharp, which is my, my bread and butter, right. and I didn't want to have to really stretch myself to dive deep into these other languages and frameworks, I would develop my app in Xamarin, and I would release it on all the platforms. Yeah, okay, so that really, yeah, that hits home for you. <laughs> that That is why I would do that. Okay, that makes sense. And so I yep. think that kind of wraps up our, our old business and... Um, uh, we were caught up, and I think part of looking forward, I, this hopefully should steer our conversations of what is it that people are doing because we see VR push, bot push, cross-platform push, and and something else that that really doesn't come out of these conferences a lot, but that I'm seeing is a major enterprise push. Um, just like we were talking about the focus being on form factors and content right now. It also seems to be how can we get our services and our products into the enterprise where maybe they weren't quite accepted before. And to me, this really, um, sorry, I'm going to go to the, the business side here instead of the tech, but it really, That's fine. It, it seems like we've hit some level of maturity with our current instance of hardware. I know you said that in exactly the same way <laughs> earlier. But but even from a business point of view, from the bottom line of these companies, from from those of us who are looking, is now the right time to buy? You know, I, I typically hate to give suggestions like that, but our technology seems to be at a good point of maturity where we are trying to um, we're trying to proliferate it rather than build upon it. Even though, of course, that's happening. Of course, it's going to new devices are going to come out in six months and one year. But we're not talking that something radical is going to come out in the next quarter. You know, well, except if you're unless you're in that perfectly aligned industry where that just happens to be the next stop. Well, I, I mean, VR kind of started this too. Everything's commodity hardware. You just scale it up. You have a lot more of it. You know, well, you don't need to have the biggest baddest computer. Yeah. Uh, just well for for Oculus, you do need a you do need a pretty good one. card, right? For for Oculus, uh, a computer and, and well, I, I kind of had a Freudian like, slip and said card because I think most of that's driven by the graphics card. Well, that's a whole story in itself. But no, I'm saying like enterprise level, you don't have to have banks and banks of these huge servers. You know, a lot of times they're just go to the cloud, spin up 20 instances of what you need, scale it out. Oh, you need to scale it up. Okay, make it a bigger machine. You don't have to think about that stuff when you're, you're, you know, in your in the cloud. And I definitely think that the, the cloud computing stuff. Uh, it was growing last year. It's going to keep growing this year. I, you know, yeah. I don't. Yourself. Samsung's trying to push that way a little bit. Um, Xamarin's pushing testing up into the cloud. I, I think that that's going to keep going along that route. Yeah, I think when I interface with, um, you know, technology professionals, sometimes um, there's this perception, and I'm not the only one who gives this off. I think the perception is. Well, you're understating cloud. You're not focusing on cloud enough. And I think from my vantage point um, of looking at how companies modify their operations over time, 
I think it is just so expected that when somebody calls out and says, you know, you're not really talking about cloud, you're not thinking about cloud, I almost chuckle to myself and go, you know, I'm really not because it's it's just this expectation in the back of my head. I don't think, short of something catastrophic, that we will see a decline in cloud infrastructure growth. I, let me be bald here, maybe maybe a quarter over quarter, but I don't think we'll see a year to year over year decline in cloud growth for 20 years. I we really won't see I, one for a long time. I mean. Microsoft's looking into dropping data centers off the coast so that they don't have to, you know, allocate land, just yeah. drop it and in the water. I mean, think like <laughs> think of how big of, of statements you and I just both made. Uh, so you said yeah. we're looking at offshore, literally offshoring and putting servers in places. We, we've talked about this before on the show, putting them under the oceans for temperature regulation yeah. and for space management and yeah. for energy. And what I'm saying and is... And hook them onto the pipelines that are going across the ocean. Right. You know, there's only so much land in California, like, you know, Silicon Valley and stuff. You you can't... Pop, you pop know, them out in the ocean. Space, put a turbine the, right above it. It's a, a tidal turbine right above it. Drop it off the coast. Just right on the pipeline that's going out to Asia, you know, or along that line. So that's a great engineering problem in the, or a solution. And then I'm saying... That I really and I'm 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 you know I'm willing to say this and have it recorded. I think for 20 years at least, we're not going to see a year-over-year decline in the scale-up of cloud. Now, could we see some revenue declines? Sure, but I mean that's a pretty that's a pretty safe bet if you ask me. We're not going to be a less connected world short of something catastrophic. No, we're not going to be less connected for a long, long yeah. time. So when I when I don't bring up cloud, I do apologize to everyone, including you, Chris, because I'm I don't give it enough. I feel like I don't give it enough lip service, but it is the backbone of everything that's happening now, including VR, even. Yeah, I mean it's it was the backbone of. Well, it it's the backbone of a lot of things, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So, are, do you feel caught up? I feel caught up. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good place to end this episode, and then we'll move on to uh, to new pastures uh, in in our next episode. Sounds good, and that sounds good to me, Chris. Thanks for joining me today. It's been a pleasure as always, and I really enjoy talking all of these different topics in one episode. It's kind of fun to uh, to do that from time to time. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, take care.